Welcome back in. Good to have you. Hour number three of the Bill Michael Show today. Today is the day where uh, hopefully you're working at home, and if you're not, man, uh, be safe. Whether you're working on a construction site or if you're out there making deliveries or just driving a bus, whatever it happens to be, stay safe. Uh, it is a uh, nasty, nasty day. Uh, it's a pretty day, and it's kind of a, a little festive day on a Friday. I mean, schools are off today, so the kids are home, and I'm sure you're probably enjoying that, right? And you get a little bit of an extra reprieve. But uh, the kids are home. They're hanging out, maybe outside, building stuff because it's a heavy, wet snow at this point. But uh, stay safe, and then tomorrow it gets real. That's when the winds kick up, and you've got, with blowing snow, blizzard conditions, and it's going to get kind of ugly, and then the bottom falls out. But you can warm up. Come on in and join us on Sunday. We have a watch party for the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. And then afterwards, we have the Green and Gold Post Game Show live at Nice Ash. We're going to be at 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, supporting all the businesses down there. So you can go to Nice Ash, get yourself settled in with a beverage. You can order food. I uh, have some food you know, brought in if you choose to do so. They sell pizzas down there on site. But uh, if you want to come down and order some food, whether it's from Jimmy's Grotto up the street and bring that in or down at People's Park or Mama Mia's or Tofty's Table or Sakura or any one of those places in that area, then we're going to support all of them. So looking forward to it. I'm, I'm geeked. I'm amped, man. I'm going to get down there early, start setting up, and then that's my day. And hopefully we are all firing up a victory cigar later on that night. That would be wonderful. Would be wonderful. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. That's the way to do it. Joe Batty. Joe Barry, the uh, defensive coordinator for the uh, the Green Bay Packers, um, he started out um, yesterday. Uh, obviously, word got out that uh, Jair rolled the ankle during practice, and he was asked specifically, "Do you now have to have a plan to play defense without Jair?" Good thing he was he was better today. You know, no, he didn't he didn't do anything today, but I'm hoping he walks in here tomorrow and practices and has a good Friday. So, you know, I, I think the hope, as Joe Barry stated, is that they hope Jair is back. They hope he can play. But you need a Jair Alexander almost to be at 100% to be able to go up against a guy like C.D. Lamb. So, it, you know, it, you want Jair back, but he also said, hey, don't, eh, we've had other guys all throughout the season that have stepped up. You know, I've said it to you guys many times, unfortunately, that uh... – the guys have filled it when any time that, that Corey or Carrington have, have had to go in and play, they've, they've done a great job. But, yeah, of course, I mean, any week you want a Jair Alexander, you know, playing for you in your lineup, uh, especially this week, well, you know, when you're playing against a guy like number four and 88 and Brandon Cooks and the, the whole crew, you know. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow he comes in and feels better and can have a, have a fast Friday for us. Yeah, have a fast Friday, and hopefully things get good. Uh, then you've got uh, the question now with – it's not necessarily that you need two game plans, but do you have two styles of play or alternatives ready? Because everybody's worried about C.D. Lamb, and rightfully so, because he's a hell of a receiver, and what he's done specifically over, say, the last 12 games has been just nothing short of amazing for what the numbers that he's put up. But that being said, with C.D. Lamb – uh, and so really the last seven games, CeeDee Lamb has played really well. But do you need, like, two – do you need the alternative? There's Jair and then the alternative. 
Absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing anytime, you know, it's, it's never easy when you lose a caliber player that Jair is, but yeah, I mean, when, when something happens, I guess what I'm trying to say is that from a game plan standpoint, you would much rather go into Monday and Tuesday as a coaching staff game plan and knowing that he's not going to be in instead of something happen happening in a practice. So that that's why I keep saying, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, he'll walk in tomorrow and be fine and we can stick with our game plan. I have not seen anything today yet. Have you, Grant? On, and we'll hear from Mike coming up in the next hour, but have you seen anything on Jair practicing today? I have not seen anything, no. I haven't either, and I've been kind of looking for it. I was looking during the break, so I, I, I hopefully he is, but we'll find out from Mike coming up in an hour. Uh, then he was, ta- it was asked specifically, look, you know, how difficult is it when you start to look at what uh, a team like Dallas brings you when you've got that premier wide receiver to find a guy specifically to match up with that wide receiver or a defense to match that wide receiver's capabilities. The challenge is when you match a guy, it's it's not the guy, you know, because the, the player is just looking for a jersey number and he's going to that side. It's the rest of the secondary that has to play off that. But, you know, we've done it before and we feel comfortable with it. And in today's football, it used to be much easier years ago when, told you guys before, when a great receiver was just the X receiver or just the Z receiver and you knew exactly where he was going to be. That's not the case in today's football with these great wideouts. And CD absolutely is one of those. Um, He plays everywhere. He plays Z, he plays X, he plays slot, um, he motions, you know. So that in lies the challenge. But... You know, we talked about, you know, adapting and and evolving. Um, You've had to do that with defenses because offenses have, they move those great wideouts around. So when you go down the road of matching somebody, you know, you you know the issues. So when was it, and we all talk about like the Shanahan offense and even Mike McCarthy to a certain extent moved guys around. When was it really that, that offenses began because it used to be you were, like he said, you were a wideout. You were an X guy or a Y guy or a slot guy. That was it. That's what you were slated for. Now they move them all over the place. When was it when offenses really started moving around wide receivers instead of just playing that, that wide out position? You know, I, I probably want to say in the last probably at least five years, but maybe you go back 10. I mean, there were just always, you know, the great wideouts. They played an X receiver into the boundary or the Z receiver to the field. And just like everything in our game from an offensive perspective or defensive perspective, people have evolved. I, th- I think that's a big part of why offensive football had evolved, especially when you're talking about unique elite wide receivers, is that because often our defenses could gang up on that guy knowing that, hey, he's the X, he's always going to be into the boundary. You know, you can roll coverage, you can dictate coverage, you can you know, take a great corner and put him there all the time, knowing exactly where he's going to be. Um, it's evolved to the point now where they move him all over the place. They motion him all over the place. Uh, and now, not all wide receivers can do that, but the elite special ones, whether it's CD or Devontae or, you know, those guys, they, they play every spot. And they can, they can align up in every spot. They can motion to every spot. And it makes it hard on defense. And that's just not in in football, Bill. Really, if I can add something really quick. Yeah, go ahead. That's not just football last five years. Like basketball, NBA teams realize we don't need to play guys at any certain position. We can just line them up and do what they're good at. Baseball, too. Like Josh Hader, not a traditional closer, not a starter. Like the Brewers Mm -hmm. found a role. So that's that's not just the NFL. That's all of sports the last five or ten years or so. 
No, absolutely. And you look at guy, look at guy like Giannis is bringing the ball up the court. Normally, that was always a point guard's job, and they have offense specifically geared towards Giannis bringing the ball up the court, and that's your big man. And he's not—he would normally be your traditional center, and he's not. He's he's more of the 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 power forward type of position, and you leave Brooke Lopez in the middle to play more of the center position. So I completely get it. Um, but when you look at this Cowboys team. You got Jake Ferguson as a tight end. You've got Tony Pollard able to run the football. Uh, you got Michael Gallup. You've got Brandon Cooks. Uh, you've got Jalen Brooks, who was their seventh-round draft choice they use every now and then, Jalen Tolbert. They, it's not just C.D. Lamb. They do, and, and Zach Prescott, with the ability to run the football, they do have other weapons on this team that they have to account for. What makes Dallas unique is that, you know, CD has, I mean, I, th- I think he has like 180 targets, you know, and of course he's an elite, great receiver, but I was with Brandon Cooks in, in LA. I think, I think Brandon's been, he's been a, a great wide out in this league for a long time. The Ferguson kid is a great target for him. He's their second leading receiver. Now he's got, I think half the receptions that CD has, but you know, he's an issue and a, and a problem to deal with at the tight end position. And Michael Gallup's been, a very good player in that offense for a long time also. So um, I think what makes, you know, Dallas different is that CD has so many targets and so many receptions there. And then you, you add in Pollard into the mix. He's very good out of the backfield receiving, the, you know, uh, catching the ball. Which is true. And, and you start to look at this and you go, okay, they've got, it's, we, we talk about CD Lamb all the time because he's the target. He's the guy, but they can move the ball and move the sticks and keep uh, drives alive with all of those guys. But you look and you go back, and, and Joe Barry was asked specifically, you go back to the Baker Mayfield game at Lambeau, and Baker Mayfield, we all know, perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field and what he did against the Packers. Now you take a guy like Dak Prescott who can get outside of the pocket. He can scramble. He's much more accurate than Justin Fields. He's a better quarterback overall, more knowledge. So – while Baker Mayfield was a really good test, this this is a whole different level of quarterback that they're going to have to contain. I learned that game. I got to coach better. You know, that's the first and foremost. But I stand up here and talk to you guys every week and tell you, I mean, every single week against every single offense, against every single quarterback, you know, therein lies different challenges. And this week they, they got, I, I think, you know, I was I was in Washington when, when Dak came into the league and, you know, just kind of seeing him, what he's been able to do the last eight years. I don't know if he's, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for him. I think he's played a lot of good football his entire career, but I don't know if he's playing, if he's ever played as good as he's playing right now. Just as far as just being incredibly efficient, you know, um, they put a lot on his plate as far as getting them in and out of, you know, good plays, canon things. Um, and he, he's, he's playing at an elite level and he's, you know, got a bunch of good targets around him too with a great old line. Now, one of the other kind of nuances to this Packers team, we know that in the trenches, they have been better. They just have been. And the guy that's really kind of shown up this season very quietly uh, is Devontae Wyatt. His sack numbers are starting to grow. He's been more of a force in the trenches. Uh, they've been able to rotate some of those big, big, big bodies. Colby Wooden has gotten a little bit of playing time. Kenny Clark's Kenny Clark. We all know that. Uh, T.J. Slayton is still, to me, you know, iffy. But Devontae Wyatt has shown up and been the real deal. And with his sack numbers growing, you know, Joe Barry recognizes that and, and basically acknowledges the fact that he's had a really good season. I love that word. You know, I think he's I think D.Y. finished with five and a half, if, I've, if I'm not mistaken. And he really he I hate when coaches say, oh, he could have had, you know, three or four sacks. And you look at him, you're like, come on. 
I mean, D.Y. missed a legitimate five sacks this year. So, I mean, he, he was very close to having a 10-sack year. So it was it was great to see the way he finished. And I think it's just, you know, a testament to the kid. I talk about all the time, just guys improving from year one to year two, uh, daily improvement. And he shows up every day and grinds and works. And, uh, you know, it's, it's paid off for him with the numbers. Now, Mike McCarthy's calling a plays this year. Last year it was Kellen Moore that was calling their plays. Do you notice, is there a distinct difference in offensive play callers from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy? You know, it's definitely, you can tell it's, it's, a, it's a Mike McCarthy run offense. Um, now, I think there's, when you have a veteran quarterback like Dak, and I think him and, him and Kellen were together, I think, four or five years, there's subtle things that you can see that they, they, they continued to run. They carried over from, you know, just, I think, things that the quarterback simply was, was comfortable with. But you definitely can see that this is, this is Mike's offense and he's calling plays compared to uh, years past. There's no doubt. So the Green Bay Packers, uh, when you look at, say, their red zone defense um, this season, their red zone defense has been, has been pretty good. They they've they've given uh, they've been one of the better teams when it comes to red zone. De- what is it? What has it been about the Packers red zone defense that makes them this good? We're comfortable in what we're doing and guys are simply making plays. You know, I, th- I think especially in when teams throw the ball, I think it's it's vital. You can have a great rush, but if there's a hole in the coverage, there's an issue and vice versa. You can have phenomenal coverage, but if you're not getting the rush home and the quarterback has five or six seconds to throw the ball, I think specifically to answer your question, I think down there we've we've played very complimentary with each other. The Russian coverage, um, no matter what principle of coverage that we've decided to you know to use, um, the Russian coverage has complemented each other very well, and it's uh, it's obviously paid off. So there you go. That's Joe Barry uh, kind of breaking down his defense yesterday when he was at the podium. So we will get in about an hour from now. Mike Clemens is going to join us, and Michael, Mike is up in Green Bay. We'll find out more uh, about Jair. We'll find out more about you know what their thought process is as they wrap things up today in Green Bay. They have a couple meetings tomorrow. Then they're off to uh, Dallas where they're going to get ready to face the Cowboys coming up at 3.30 kickoff on a Sunday. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating. They're in La Crosse right there in Onalaska. And now, you know, you're kind of looking outside going, oh, okay, here comes the snow. I want to make sure my uh, my furnace and my boiler are good. But then the frigid temperatures get here next week, and I would assume that they are going to be on call like crazy, crazy. Uh, but if you need somebody to come out and just say, hey, I just want to check things and make sure everything's okay, those are the guys to call. You got a plumbing issue. I hope you don't. Hope you drain those faucets and spigots and all that stuff outside. But if you need them, they're there. They're there. However, if you are, say, a licensed plumber, um, if you're looking for a, a new career or a new business to go to, they're also hiring. They're that good because they're getting bigger. When other guys are struggling, they aren't. They're getting bigger and better and better. And that's our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating right there in Onalaska. And they service uh, Jackson County, Vernon County. Monroe, Trempolo, I mentioned La Crosse. Uh, they're all throughout that area out there, and they get bigger and better every year. And they're third generation, by the way, uh, going all the way back to 1969. Craig's running it now and doing a great job. 608-783-2803. That's 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing and heating out there in the western portion of the state of Wisconsin. 608-783-2803. Tell them we said hi. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show continuing on on this Friday, snowy Friday, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, the snow flying outside, we're nice and warm in here with thoughts of the possibility of the Green Bay Packers getting a win. Uh, naysayer, Jake, listening to us in Dallas, he said all the talk down here is about how Dallas is going to advance and who they're going to play next. Uh, I find it almost sickening, the fact that they don't even take the Green Bay Packers serious. It would be no, it would, nothing would be greater than for the Green Bay Packers to come down here and shock the world and Jordan Love to outperform Dak Prescott. What are the odds? Question mark. Uh, it's a good question. Just for the fact that, well, first of all, we don't know. We've never seen Jordan Love play in the postseason, right? And Dak has. We've seen bad Dak show up where he turns the ball. Now, let me, let me back up a second. Dak's numbers in the postseason aren't great, but he's also faced some really staunch defenses. I mean, San Francisco beat the hell out of him last year, and they came after him. They, were, they had a healthy Bosa. They had a healthy Armstead. They were strong up the gut. I don't think that this Packers team is the same unless all of a sudden – Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith put capes on and start just, you know, like the, the old Malachi Crunch going back to the happy days. And for those of you that are younger than the age of 40, you probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But <laughs> unless they start converging on him and really, really harassing him, I, I don't see them playing to that level of defense as to what the 49ers put up last year when they made Dak look so bad. doesn't mean Dak can't come out and play bad because, as we've been talking about, look, all the pressure is on Dallas. I know, you know, like Ty Dunn said earlier, that nobody up in Green Bay wants to talk about that, where they're kind of playing with house money. But the Packers just go let it hang out. You know, just, just go ball out, man. That's it. And Dallas, I mean, they're like – they're, if they, that's why I keep thinking if the Packers can get off to an early lead and kind of quiet that crowd a little bit to where, because you got to know, right? And correct me if you're wrong. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, please raise your hand. If the Packers would get off to an early lead, tell me you wouldn't be sitting there putting palm to forehead going, oh, crap, here we go again. Right? So that to me is... If you're going to have a key to the game, get off to a fast start. You know, stop Micah Parsons from crushing Jordan Love. Allow Jordan Love to do his thing, and Love has just uh, the game of his life. Uh, in, and here's another um, extension of that, if you will, another cul-de-sac to go down. But if Jordan Love, let's say Jordan Love does and, and duplicates what he did in Minneapolis or last week against the Bears. 
Does he then begin to grow a legacy in Green Bay, Grant? If Jordan Love, say, you know, he ends up, what, say, 27 of 32 and balls out for, say, 280 yards, three touchdown passes, runs for a touchdown himself, has a quarterback rating of 120-something, and all of a sudden a completion percentage of, again, over 70, no picks, and they ended up walking away with a win. It would certainly be the the signature win of his very young career, which right. it, it's kind of cool because I think it would be his third signature win in a row, where when he went into U.S. Bank and won, we all thought, there it is, there's his first signature. And then he did it against the Bears. You're like, no, that's his signature. And if he can do it again against the Cowboys, if you can put back-to-back-to-back career-best performances together, I, I think that'll just speak to to how good he's gotten down the stretch here and, and maybe how good yeah. he can be. in Because my, my ceiling mentally – the, the amount that I'm allowing myself to dream about how good Jordan Love could be, you know, in year two, three, and beyond, I, each of the last couple of weeks, it's gone up. My ceiling, my hopes have gone higher and higher. Right. I, um, that would be, if he could do that, that would be, that would, they already look at everything statistically, okay? And it's very tough because you don't have the same personnel. You know, Favre didn't have the same as when Rodgers and Rodgers had different guys and more weapons and such when he took over from Favre. And then Jordan Love basically had, I'm not going to say, you know, a lot less, but he just had a lot of unknowns when he took over. So it's it's hard to put the statistics together and go, oh, this guy's a better quarterback. But if he comes in and wins in this situation over what Favre did, over what Rodgers did, he would be off to then, in my opinion, a much faster legacy and a much stronger legacy than either of those two. And that would just, you know, that would that would put the stamp of approval and the glowing gold star on Brian Gutekind as a general manager and evaluating talent. Get rid of the first couple of years of his tenure, and after that you would go, wow, look at what's gone on. Tucker Craft and obviously Luke Musgrave, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, you take – uh, a guy that's sideline to sideline like Quay Walker. You've got Devontae Wyatt, who's really starting to emerge. You, see, you start to look at this and go, wow, the scouting department has really amped it up. He put his arms around it and really amped it up. And this is a long, long, long way from our discussion about, what, seven, eight weeks ago when they were mired into the doldrums of Suckum. And we're like, what the hell? This team doesn't even have talent on it. Now you'd go, holy mackerel. And that would be the leading – the leading gold star in the, in the drafts for Brian Gudikins. Uh 877-867-1670. Nightwing says Packers are beating the Cowboys. Uh, Terry says Packers lose by 10 or they blow them out. Book it. Um, this one is from Jake. And this is uh, from Jake who says, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a formidable opponent, but something tells me the Packers are going to win. Call me crazy, but I'm going to put 20 bucks down, down on the Packers. I – I don't think you're crazy. I, I don't think you're crazy, and not at all. I, I said, look, if I had four hundred bucks, I'd put fifty bucks in the Packers to win. You know, good with that. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? We got a lot of people over in the live stream today. Um, a lot of weird. You know, one thing when you get into the middle of the conversation in the live stream. You catch it in the middle, and you're like, ah, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> They're just going off on their own their own little conversation. They're all holding their own show over there. So that's awesome. 
Uh, it reminds me going back to the old days of the AOL chat rooms. They're just chatting among themselves. You know, hey, wait, you got the snow over there? I'm going to grill out later today. I'm eight beers into the day. That, so, um, Mike says, uh, by the way, if you're going to book something, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be in Magic Mike 5. Oh, God, I hope not. I go. I hope not. That's going to be the other thing. What are they going to do in the offseason? Uh, I believe they really, really want to bring Kirk Cousins back because unless they, you know, are able to draft, somebody in the draft falls to them, they don't really have much right now. Uh, this is uh, Jake who said, no, I already read that one. I'm sorry. This is Bill. Bill says, uh, hey, unit, uh, I think Mike McCarthy's a good coach, not a great coach, but why would people think that Sean Payton, Payton is better than him? I heard a caller earlier say that. Sean Payton has done basically the exact same thing Mike McCarthy has done. He's had good teams. He's faltered. He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl just before Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Hasn't done anything since then. Um, I, but I, I don't I, – I, Sean Payton, what he did this year in being able to wrap his arms around the Denver Broncos organization and kind of turn it around from just that abysmal start, I give him credit for. Uh, but I don't think Sean Payton is that great of a coach. Not not to the level that some people want to make him out to be, you know. That that's that's just the thing. I I think he's good, but I don't think he's, you know, beyond the next level. I'm but I'm just not a fan of his bombastic kind of nature, I guess. So uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, phone lines are wide open. Got a lot to get to. Don't forget, coming up in about 45 minutes from now, Mike Clemens is going to be here. We're going to talk with Mike about his thoughts on this contest and what's going on up there in Green Bay. Stick around. This portion of the program brought to you by JNL Tire and Service Center. I was out there yesterday, saw Lyle. Boy, they are packed with people coming in and getting new tires to be able to handle all the snow, and I would assume that's the same way today. But they say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for voting the, the best tire dealer out there. And in addition to that, he said that, uh, and I was talking to him about it a little bit, because I said, how did, how did Christmas go? You know, because they had bought so many toys and clothes and pajamas and such for kids, and they gave gift cards to 8,000 uh, different uh, groups of people and families and such, and or, or no, excuse me, it was $8,000 worth of gift cards I think they bought for numerous families. Uh, so they were talking about all of that. But he said, look, it went great. Uh, they did it very quietly. They don't ever ask for any mentions or anything like that, but they just do it because they know it's the right thing to do. And you talk about a, a group of people that take care of the community. That's our friends at JL Tire and Service Center in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Great people. And if you're looking for tires, if you're looking for service work, whether you're an over-the-road driver in a big 18-wheeler or you're cruising around right now in a, in a minivan, whatever, they can get it done. They can get it done for you, and they're great people along the way. That's JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you back the bill michaels show we continue on hey uh i had a buddy of mine who was uh buddy steve who uh lives up uh, near elkhart lake and uh, said he's uh they just bought a house up north uh just in the Monaco area and said uh, he didn't he hasn't been up there since uh, the snow started flying is there snow up there and i said i'd you know ask and find out 
But he just went out to our friends at Road Track and Trail, picked up a new sled. So he said, uh, man, they have got a lot of them in stock. Uh, and you weren't kidding. I, I've talked about Road Track and Trail. They've been a supplier of ours uh, for many different things, whether it's uh, golf carts and such to get around Road America or out at Sturgis. Uh, but they've worked with us in the years past. And he said, you weren't kidding. They've got a lot of Articats in, in stock right now, uh, two-seaters, three-seaters. Uh, he ended up buying a three-seater. But he said, uh, great selection, great inventory. And uh, they're great people. And so, man, I, I don't know what the snow's like. From what I understand, it's not deep up north. I think there was a few inches they got the other day, but I don't know how much they've gotten, say, from Tomahawk up. So I, I don't know. But if you live in those areas, let us know. Let us know. So, But, look, you got neighbors. Call your neighbors. Say, hey, what's it like? But uh, tow it up there and get it ready. At some point, you know it's going to snow, for gosh sakes, in the Northwoods, right? Uh, Michael says, too bad this game isn't at Lambeau. There's a buttload of snow. I'm sure that the players are glad it's not in Green Bay. Uh, would have um, would have been great, for D-R-E-A-T, for us fans to have the Ice Bowl rematch. Oh, you mean great? Great for us fans. Nah, you don't want the Ice Bowl rematch. Nah, you don't, you don't want that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's uh, get into it. Pete's listening to us in Chippewa Falls. Pete, how you doing, man? What's going on? Great. Great. Long time no here, no call. So I've been a few years since I called, but we only got an inch or two, of, maybe two at the most here on the ground. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I heard up north so, in, in those areas, but in further north, it's, it's not getting a ton of snow right now. No, it's just starting here, so... But basically, I want to talk about Jordan Love. And you know what? Everybody's talking about Jordan Love, but I don't think they give a lot of credit to, you know, like the offensive line and how the unit is performing as a team like they didn't in the beginning of the year. You know, as far as, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, just communication between the center and him, the old line, they seem like they're playing as a unit. Yeah, I mean, now you, you know, you think about like 49ers, just, is love better than Purdy, or are, or are you talking about the same kind of a concept there? You know, I just wanted to hear. No, your yeah, thoughts on I, that, that, that's because... a, right. I completely get where you're coming from. It's, it's. I, I think, God, it's so tough to to George to to judge Brock Purdy because Purdy's got so much a depth of weaponry around him. You know what I mean? Right. I think like the Packers. Yeah, you know he's got talent around him, but it's just unknown talent. I mean, you're talking tight ends. You're talking Aaron Jones, the receivers that I, I think can come down the line if, if he performs. Yes, he's delivering the ball. You talked about it early in the season, how he's got to make the layups. Well, it seems like right now he's making the layups. He's yeah. making, making, making the plays. You know, but 100%. Okay, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the snow and uh, that we're not getting. So. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hit us. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shot, please feel free to go ahead and do so. So what did you, you wanted to circle back, Grant, and talk about Devontae Wyatt for a minute. Well, Joe Barry, when we were listening to some of the things he said yesterday, he was talking about Devontae Wyatt and how he could have, you know, four or five more sacks because he's, mm -hmm. he's missing all these opportunities. Devontae Wyatt is interesting, Bill. I looked up his... PFF, like his his more granular stats, like pass rush grade, uh, pressures per pass rush is the one I'm looking at right now. There are only three players better than Devontae Wyatt at pressuring per snap 
So when they're out there, how how often are they getting a pressure? He's behind only Quinnen Williams, Chris Jones, and Aaron Donald in the NFL. Wow. So, Which is like elite talent. Yeah. Joe Barry's not totally wrong when he says all, all he has to do is finish. Because Devontae White is winning. If you wa- like watch him when he's on the field, he beats his guy quickly. Mm-hmm. Like he's in the backfield a lot. That just hasn't converted. Like he's missed a couple sacks he should have. So Joe Barry's right on the money. And if Devontae White actually starts to like get quarterbacks on the ground or making plays, like he's near the top of football in right. getting off of the block and getting into the backfield. He's really good at it. He has really come on, statistically speaking, over the last four or five weeks. I mean, where you've really kind of noticed him. And he's, he, like you said, he's getting the pressures. He's getting the quick. He's got such quick feet. He reminds me of a bigger version of B.J. Raji. His feet are so quick. If you watch, just, just concentrate on watching him. He's got good hand movement, but his feet are so quick. He can jump side to side really quick. And, uh, and, and he's gotten – it takes you a while to get a move, and now he's got a move. And it's going to take, you know, defenders now a little while to catch up with the move, if indeed, if indeed they ever do, or maybe he just continues to get better. But he's now got a move. But those are some elite numbers. Well, um, and Because if- Jones is so good. Jones is considered – him and Quinn and Williams are considered some of the best. Yes. Jones is so good. And now that if he's in that elite company, holy mackerel. Well, and Devontae Wyatt doesn't have to get the quarterback on the ground every play. I'd like to see him do it more often because he's in the backfield so much. But, you know, this defensive line unit as a whole, Dak is mobile, but he's not Justin Fields or Lamar in that you think you have him and then all of a sudden he's gone. So Mm -hmm. if Gary is winning snap for snap and Devontae Wyatt's winning snap for snap, it doesn't matter who gets him on the ground as long as someone from the outside, from the inside, they're all winning more often than they're losing their reps. As long as someone gets Dak on the ground, you know, all is well that ends well. Right. I'm sure Wyatt would like to have more sacks based on how well he's played, but as long as Dak gets on the ground on Sunday, it doesn't matter who makes the play. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but you just want to see... You want to see that defensive front put pressure on Dak without having to get crazy. But if you can't, I want to see what Joe Barry's react. I, do you? Are, let me ask you this. Are you more concerned about Joe Blair, Barry playing soft not to lose early? Or are you looking forward to seeing Joe Barry say, got nothing to lose. I know I'm probably going to lose my job. Just Let's just try to unleash hell. Um, I don't know that I'm concerned about either. I actually think playing back a little bit and Mike Renner told us this earlier this week I, I I think playing maybe a softer zone and no doubles defense I actually think that's the right thing to do against Dak and mm-hmm. he's gonna get yards but he's gonna get yards anyways like the 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 Packers could play really physical man defense against CeeDee Lamb he's still gonna get catches um yeah. I, I think the Packers defense last couple weeks been at its best when they play to protect their corners and safeties a little bit but every once in a while mix in a Quay Walker blitz or a Nixon, just one extra guy here and there from right. a different spot just to keep the offense guessing a little bit. And I think Barry's been really good at that the last few weeks. I would like kind of a Wink Martindale style or a Spagnolo style where you're, you're going to bring a guy. You're always going to have your four-man front, but you're going to bring a guy. He's either going to be a middle linebacker up the gut, a safety coming off the edge, um, you know, even a corner every now and then. Uh, but you're going to bring a guy, or you're stunning, and just stuff that we have not traditionally seen out of a Joe Barry defense that we're starting to see, and then take it to another level. That's what I would love to see. Because to, to me, that would throw everybody off the mark, because that's just not what you expect out of Joe Barry's defense. You're doing the unexpected. 
So I, I, I would agree with that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends over there, Kane and Kane Jewelers now. I know today's not probably the day you want to go out and start looking at jewelry, but we all know that, you know, February's right around the corner, Valentine's Day. So if you're looking for the pendants, if you're looking for the earrings, maybe you're looking for the engagement ring, anniversary ring, whatever it happens to be, check out our friends at Kane, K-O-E-H-N, Kane and Kane Jewelers. They want to rock your world. They're in West Bend, Wisconsin. Andy Kane and his staff are great people. He does the Buy Like a Guy podcast, which is always entertaining. But check him out at Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. And I'll be honest with you, I think going to their website might do them even a disservice because their, their showroom is so cool. And it's, it's not huge. But they've got such an incredible assortment of stuff there that it probably does you better to go there. But check them out. Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend, and it is worth the drive. Stay tuned. Coming up in about a half an hour from now, Mike Clemens is going to join us. He is live up in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. We'll talk with Mike to wrap things up coming up in the next hour. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Mike. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show continuing on. Hey, our friends at Steel Tank Brewing, they uh, decided we're going to shut it down for the day. No music tonight, nothing going on at uh, Rally Point. They're going to shut it down to make, make sure everybody and their employees are home safe. Uh, but they'll be back at it again tomorrow, and uh, they'll be open coming up next Tuesday as well for lunches and such. Their food is fantastic, but uh, they wanted to let, uh, let have us let you know that they are not going to be uh, open today. They decided to shut it back down. So before all the employees started coming in, they said, you know what, just stay home. Nobody's going out today. It's a mess. And uh, just kind of hang out at home, enjoy your day off, and we'll be back at it again tomorrow. So tomorrow night, Rally Point back open. Music's going to be blasting. It's going to be a good time. But uh, tonight, nah, baby, nah. Our friends at Steel Tank Brewing out there in Oconomowoc on Roebrook Lane, taking care of those who take care of them. That's the way they look at it. That's our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. I uh, got a lot of different uh, emails that I want to get to, too. So uh, I wanted to get a few of these in before we, uh, we kind of get into the next hour. This is, uh, this is from John. It says, hey, Bill, it's been uh, pointed out that Barry's defense has given up an average of 20 points a game, which would be great if you're playing the Cowboys or the 49ers. But what about uh, when you play teams like that and you're giving it up to the Panthers and the Giants who average less than 20 points a game and give up over 20 to the Giants and 30 to the Panthers? I would be shocked if the Packers – Hold Dallas to 20 or less, but not surprised if they give up over 30. That's John listening to us. And how that's what I said. Can the Packers win a game 35 33? Can the Packers, because you, you're going to have to, can the Packers win enough, score enough, score enough to be able to just stay close and relevant? You know, can they do that? Can they do that? This is from Kevin says, the weather sucks. I have to be driving around in it all day here in central Wisconsin. The snow's really coming down now. It looks like we're going to get up to about 10 inches. I don't know if you addressed this lately, but I've been seeing around some social media that people are have been asking about who they think could be the next defensive coordinator. Names brought up have been Jim Leonard, Mike Vrabel, uh, Mike Zimmer. Your thoughts on all of this? 
Um, those are names, yeah, that we've discussed uh, wholeheartedly. So uh, I think, you know, it's funny because I know there's people that want to see Jim Leonard, um, you know, get the opportunity. But you've also got, and I, I said this before, you've also got uh, some good assistance on other staffs that you might really do your due diligence at taking a look at and saying whether or not you you want to be able to delve into some things. Now, I know that the, the uh, commanders just poached the assistant general manager from the 49ers, and I had talked about that earlier as well. I said, look, there's a couple of names that I would take from the 49ers. Like Johnny Holland has been there. He's got 36 years' worth of experience, and Johnny Holland would be a guy that I'd look at because their defense has always been formidable. It's been sustainable. I'd, I'd look at a guy like Johnny Holland. Uh, Johnny Holland over uh, in San Francisco. You've got uh, some good assistants that have been around a while when it comes to defense in Baltimore. Just it depends on the system you run, what you want to do with the personnel. Vrabel, I would look at absolutely. Zimmer, I don't want. I, I don't like Zimmer. I never have. His he's just he's. I, I think Zimmer lost that team, and he's been out of football. I just I, I'm not. Nah, I'm not a Zimmer fan. Just not. I thought when he uh, got rid of a, a practice squad player for a DUI but yet kept his assistant coach who had a DUI, the exact same scenario, chastised the player but yet praised the coach, uh, I thought he lost the locker room right then and there. And that was the rumor that I had heard coming out of Minnesota was that it just it wasn't, it wasn't a good look. And, and he kind of showed his true colors. So I'm not a fan of Zimmer. But – yeah, Vrabel would be a guy that obviously has a relationship with Matt LaFleur, and that would be a guy you would seriously look at. But uh, I would also look at some really quality assistants that come in with some really good ideas and aggressiveness. Johnny Holland would be one of those guys that I would look at. So just uh, – but, but thanks for the email. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve says, happy snowmageddon. Sheesh, what a craptastic day. I normally have about a 25-minute ride into work from Richfield. Today it took me over an hour. Everybody, please be safe as far as the Packers-Cowboy game is concerned. I am torn as to what's going to transpire. Cautiously optimistic, saying that the Packers can keep it close and maybe have a chance to steal it in the end. But the realistic side of me says that it's a large mountain to climb. Dallas has been so electric offensively and almost unstoppable at home. Their defense is fast and aggressive. And if the Packers do not run the ball well, or do run the ball well, they have a shot. And if they don't turn it over, however, if they cough it up the ball one or two times, uh, it's not going to end well. My prediction, cautiously optimistic, the Packers 27, Cowboys 26. Uh, but realistically, he says Cowboys 34, Packers 20. Be safe. Have a great weekend. So, okay, I can see that. I I, I 100% get it, where you, you're kind of like, this is what I think can happen. And it's kind of your heart. And then you go, but if i got to put money on it, this is what I'm going to go with. And I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm kind of there with you. Could the Packers shock the world? Absolutely. The other, the other factor in this ball game coming into this that people are talking about is the fact that uh, Dallas does not stop the run real well. Maybe you can get uh, Aaron Jones lathered up and going, get him over 100 yards, control the clock a little bit, get a couple of sustained drives where they put the ball in the end zone, not only keeping it close, but maybe, who knows, even taking a lead. I, what I've said, though, from the very beginning is, if you can get a couple of turnovers and get early scores, 
and punch them in the face. That's the recipe to win because then the pressure becomes so heavy on the shoulders of Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and that team because then they're, they're in this stunned, oh, my God, what are we doing? Here we go again mode. But to me, if you, if you, if you get down two scores early – I love the fact that this team keeps scrapping. And you go back to a game like New Orleans, the first home game of the season, where they were down 17 in the fourth quarter and they stormed back and reeled off 18 unanswered to win the ball game. That's great, okay? But I, I don't think you can do that on the road in Dallas in a playoff atmosphere. I think you need to get out early. You need to punch them in the face. You need to stun them. And then put the hammer down. Otherwise, you're not going to win the ball game. I know the Packers have it in them, but I would be shocked if they get down by two scores and then came back and won that ball game. 877-867-1670. Uh, we got Mike Clemens coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay right where you are at. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.